Do you want to go a little more in depth about the fuck we're doing these days? Stay tuned.
This is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And you are listening to another exciting episode of Graveyard Talk. And we're doing something different today. Kinda, kinda not. Yeah. Like, we've kind of been... Same but different. Same, same but different. We, uh, we, we, we've been talking about indie stuff and, and, you know, indie horror and all that kind of thing. And we've talked about our little travels here and there and stuff. So we're going to kind of mix it up. Uh, uh, like all that together, like in a blender here for you. Um, and we're going to talk about us and the shit we've got going on and that we've been going on. Uh, cause we got some cool things that, that are, that are happening that we want to, want to share and make sure that people have it in their head that, that look, look out for some things. Um, and the, do, do you want me to, what, what do you want to do? I just say you want to do this? Me first? Yeah, we'll get you. All right. Well, you got more than I do, so I'll just in the, I'll wrap it up. Well, first off, one of the like, like the one one thing that, that that's on my plate here lately is a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things going on um, that, that keep me sane and and very therapeutic. Um, and one thing is I've got my band, Bastard Sons of a Judas Go, and uh, we've been working on trying to get this this new release finished. It's Taking a while, but that's what happens when you're, you know, when you have jobs or you have kids and, you know, all that shit. Um, but we're hoping to have, have the new stuff out, uh, ha- have it done within the next month and then figure out how we're putting it out. So just putting that out to you that at some point there'll be a new album from us and it's going to be awesome. But the other thing and, and kind of the main thing that, that I want to focus on right now is the fact of if you've listened to the, the 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 other podcast and stuff you've heard about this book that I'm putting out. Um, I I am pretty sure that in the next couple of weeks, um, pretty there's sure. there's been there's been some wrenches thrown in here and there, and, and one thing is the uh, the woman that's that's been um, uh, proofreading and editing um, my my book House of Flesh. Uh, she's been kind of going through some shit too or whatever. So it's kind of taking a little bit of time. It happens. We're all just, we're all human. Um, and also like, I don't want anybody rushing through this shit. So like, I, I appreciate the hell out of her, you know, doing it and taking the time. So when it comes out, uh, it, uh, it'll be awesome looking and it, uh, and it won't uh, make me seem like an idiot. She actually said that cause I, cause I was asking her about how it was going yeah. with, uh, the, the proofreading and all that stuff. And, and, she said, oh, not bad, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm really kind of curious because I wrote this book, God, like five years ago now, five, six years it's ago. It's been now. a while. It's been a while, and it took me a few years to write it. Um, and at that time, I did not really know, <clears throat> like, you know, grammar shit and all that. I, I, I you know, how many spaces for this and, 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 and you know. Um, which I've got a lot better about now. I've learned along the way 
um, as I've, I've gone on my writing What's journey. With, that's with anything. Learning format, learning, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's exciting. Uh, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to getting it out. Um, but... I don't know. It, it it's a really big fucking deal for me, actually, and it, it's it's something to, to look forward to, and I just can't wait for to, to, to see how people feel about it. You know, yeah. um, before that though, or around the same time, probably a little before, I'm also working on um, some short stories for a couple of anthologies that I'm putting together um, because I uh, I signed an agreement with Godless today. Um, if you're not familiar with Godless, um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the Splatterpunk um, episode or not. I don't think I did. I'm not sure about it. I don't think so. Um, Godless is a ebook um, uh, store app um, that caters to the indie, you know, underground Splatterpunk extreme horror. Um, and, it, and it's only in ebook form. There's no you can't get you know, there's no paperbacks and all, all that kind of stuff on there. Um, but it's, it's a great platform for short stories. I mean, even if you have a single short story that you, you want to put on there, like, you know, like I, 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 you can, you can buy a couple of stories, you know, and it will cost you like, like a dollar 50 to get, you know, a couple, you know, I, I, I got some, I got some stories the other night for 50 cents a piece and it's like, oh wow, they really, it's just like 18, 20 page stories that you can buy on there for cheap. And it's a great fucking place for that kind of stuff. So I figured that's a cool format, man. That's a cool uh, or idea. Mm-hmm. I guess the format exists all over the place, but like that idea and catering to such a you know like a niche market is like extreme horror. But it's like it's big enough market that that you know if you're looking for more, like there's there's where you go. Like yeah. you can't you can't find these authors or these people trying to get their stuff out, you know, on in mainstream stuff. And it's just like it might be somebody like you said that just has a story. Yeah. They don't even want to make more. They don't even want to make a whole book, or they don't have an anthology, or whatever. Like, just want to see if they can do it. Yeah, I got this like crazy story. I want to see if I if people like it. I want to put it out, you know, and just I don't know. I think that's a cool uh, concept. I get. I didn't know it existed until not too long ago, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It's because there because there really is, and then because that's actually something else I I want to mention too. is there's not really it's really hard like when you, when it comes down to like splatterpunk and especially splatterpunk calling it splatterpunk extreme horror whatever it's like even on Amazon like there's a whole thing that actually I'm gonna post on uh, the graveyard talk uh, Facebook page as well as nasty nation one I mean I've already posted it on my personal page but it's there's a uh, 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 what's it what's it called when we sign something there's a, a petition going on. Um, so Amazon can actually have the category of horror because yeah. when you put your stuff out on Amazon and if you're, if you're a horror writer, if you're, you know, whatever you have to put it under like thriller mystery kind of, kind of thing. Or some shit. Yeah. Which doesn't really, which it only covers like a small portion yeah, of a lot of the shit, of, you know, of a misnomer really. Like if, I don't know. Like if somebody's like, Oh, I'm going to go on Amazon. I'm just going to just, you know, I'm going to look at these categories and, you know, they happen to come across a book that doesn't look like it'd be that extreme and right. yeah, they open it up and it's like every page makes them want to yeah. puke. Slashing throats and, you know. And fucking them. Yeah. Not to, and, that, and that's just mild, you know. Right. Um, 
so Godless is, 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 is a great, great place to, to, to put your stuff and, and to be able to get yourself out there a little bit. So the only thing, the only thing with it is, is, which I don't really mind it because, uh, well, the thing is the stipulation with it is you put your, if you put it on Godless, that's the only like ebook format that you can put that yeah. story on or, or that anthology or that, that novel, that novella, whatever. Um, you can't put, you know, you, you can put out paperbacks uh, of whatever it is. Right. Um, but you just can't like use the Kindle part of Amazon. You can't do that stuff or whatever, which is fine. I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, what gives them protection that they can't, you know, say you, you know, publish through Godless or whatever. And then, you know, if you just put it on somewhere else too, well, that takes traction away from their site. Right. Completely. So it just protects them. And I mean, it doesn't really hurt the, the, the author, the only way that it would ever hurt the author is if you got really big. Yeah. But then if you got really big, you're going to be selling them on Godless too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it seems like a win-win oh, kind completely. of a deal. You know, it's just like you get stuff out that like, maybe you wouldn't get a book deal or you wouldn't get it out. And so you got to sign a, uh, an exclusivity rights type of thing. It's like, they're still selling your stuff. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there, there's all. I mean, it really is like the best place to go for it, because um, there's always there's there's always something interesting on there. You can find there there was some some news stories that came out, and and, and that's that's one thing is like uh, the 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 guy that that, that runs it, um, Drew. I for some reason Stepic, Drew Stepic. I always have trouble with his last name. I always want to call him Septic. And it's not, oh. even though it would make sense with Splatterpunk, that's not yeah, his last name. Yeah. And and he actually, like, he's he's an old school, like, punker kind of guy, whatever. That's He's been around, seen some shit. He's an author himself. Um, he has a really interesting uh, bunch of books out. Knuckle Supper and shit like that, which I've I actually, that's something else that's really cool about Godless is the fact that they don't just do... Um, just the ebook stuff. They also have the visual stuff too. You can go on on YouTube and look up Godless Reads, and Godless Reads is it's it's they have either there's some on there that where it's the authors reading their stuff, or they have other little story uh, uh, you know, playlists from you know I can't remember what his name is Drew Drew Blood or not Drew Blood but. So it's Otis Blood. I can't remember what the name is, but it's like a narrator that's like this old country guy. And, yeah. And they kind of almost like, you know, almost acted out. And there's different voices and stuff like that. And it's and it's really fucking cool that 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 it kind of goes with you know all the digital stuff on that. Um, really, they're really good about if you got a new story out, they'll they'll make sure that it's you know oh a new story out blah blah, blah you know. But it, it's just it's it's just a really good thing for you know. Uh, for extreme horror splatterpunk stuff and and I'm gonna be putting out anthologies on there and I think that I'm gonna do stuff that's pretty much sometimes I'll put them on as paperback, but I think that I'm also gonna have stuff that's gonna be just exclusively for Godless. Yeah. Um not to mention not to not to not, not to mention the fact that I just love the name Godless. Um which actually came from a book Danzig three. That, <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa. Um, but the, it, it came from a book that that Drew um, had written, and it was called Godless, and it was, there was something about that, and that's how it got it got named. 
Um, so yeah, like, so like I'm going to have my stuff on there probably sooner than, cause as soon as, cause I, I signed the agreement today and as soon as I hear back what all I need to do to get this stuff out, yeah. like I'm a writing fiend lately. So I'm, I'm going to get in all these weird ideas. It's true out. folks. Every time I come over, he's like laptop up, clacking yeah. away. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You know, just Hunter S. Thompson and over here with the yeah. extreme. Um, and it's, 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 you know, I'm almost 40 years old and it's something that I wish that I, you know, my writing and stuff is something that I wish that I would have paid more attention to back in the day. You know, I, I know, I've known, I know a, a few people I went to school with that, you know, there's one person that that's, it's a full-time writer. You know, there's other people that, that, you know, they got their foot in the door by like, you know, working with big yeah. writers and show like that. And it's like, fuck man. You know, I was too busy about being, you know, all the shit in high school, you know, it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm never going to be famous. Like, I'm never going to do anything with rotting, da, 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 all that shit. And, you know, at that time, there was no, you know, there was no really, like, anything on the internet to do that to help you oh, out with yeah, that shit. Man. It's a it's a different world now for, like, creative people, artistic people, I think. And it's still, there's a ton of competition now, mm. but at least it's available to, <clears throat> to compete. Yeah. Like... You know, you can put yourself out, uh, you know, by yourself. You can find these different apps. You can find, you know, there's all kinds of ways digitally now to get your stuff out. Yeah. That did not exist when we were young. No. You know, and it's just like, if you made it big back then, you know, you you could corner the market because there wasn't competition. Like, you you worked through the top of the heap. You got the book deal or you got the, the magazine photo op or whatever, but... Now, like you can, like kind of do what you want if you put the time and you grind it and you fucking oh yeah, you know find all these platforms and you find all this different stuff to put it out. You can actually do it now, and yeah. you don't have to catch that big break to start paying your bills. Like you can actually get like, oh, I sold this story for five bucks, and I sold these books for ten bucks a piece at a convention. Like, like what we're talking about today on this show, it's just like you don't. I don't know. It's just as hard to make it rich. Yeah. Like big money, yeah. crazy shit. But it's just like, if that's not the goal, yeah, it's real easy. It may not real easy, but it's way easier to just make it. Yeah. Doing what you want. Oh yeah. You got to sacrifice for a lot of shit. You got to put a lot of time in. Yeah. And it is harder if you have kids or if you have, you know, wives and you have mortgage payments and all that stuff. You, you know, it's still, it's real life, but at least you can, you can put that effort into grinding it's not just like a hope yeah you know it's not like oh, i'm gonna send the, the script out to 100 book publishers and just hope yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like you can put stuff out right now and promote it yourself you still gotta hope a lot yeah but you can actually like see the progress and see the find the people that want your shit and just you don't have to wait on the big guys you don't, have, you don't have to wait for all those you know, failed submissions. Yeah. It's you like, know. you know, if I submitted, uh, you know, because I, I used to write, but, you know, I'm focused on photos, but I, like, I have these movie scripts and stuff. It's like, I don't have to mail those out. Yeah. And just wait for years and hope and email a bunch of people and just whatever the fuck. Like, there's just people I can send it to right now. And there's, like, stuff I can get out and people can see it right now. Yeah. You know, you still may not make any money on it necessarily, yeah. you know, but you can get in the the public space yeah, really easy now, whereas you couldn't before. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's tons of competition for everything, for writing, for photography, for everything. But 
then it's on you just to be better than everybody else. Right. It just goes back to like, at least I can compete. Now I've got to be better than this guy and this guy and this guy to get those jobs. Yeah. Or to get more jobs or, or get more, uh, you know, money coming in or whatever. But at least there's a way I can, you know, like I said, compete. When you put it all in, a, in like a game perspective, you know, it's like I'm at least on the field now. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, before, yeah. like when we were kids and you're like, well, I want to do stuff with art or I want to do stuff with my writing. Well, good fucking luck, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when you go to college or you go to, you know, you try to do stuff, but it's just like, it's still basically people think it's a joke. Yeah. You know, when I went to college to get my art degree, it's like, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, well, I don't fucking know, but it's the only thing I like. So it's like, I'm going to get my degree in something I want. Yeah. You know? So it's like, well, I have an art degree and I don't do shit other than, you know what I mean? It never helped me in a job. It never got me anywhere for a job, but it's just like, you know, and you just send stuff in, you hope and stuff. But now... You got an idea, you got a, whatever you want, you can find somewhere to put it out and start getting people. Oh yeah. Sky's know. the limit, man. Yeah. When it comes down to yeah, it. It's all about how good your stuff is for sure. You know, gets, gets fans, but it's just like how much you actually grind and how much effort you're putting into yeah. putting it out there. So, you know, it's on the flip side. Cause before, if you got that big break, you ain't got to do shit. Yeah. Cause the big guy just hands you some money and you just don't want to book tour or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, but now. You don't get those big handouts, but you get a ton of little fans coming in just, you know, yeah. whenever they see your shit online or whatever. I don't know. And, you know, and, and going, you know, going back to online shit or whatever is, uh, one, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not a part of too many Facebook groups. There's right. too much fucking politics and bullshit and people pollute it with their garbage. Um, but the one group that, that, has actually pushed me and made me, it made me give me a little bit more hope and all that and motivation. Um, has been a splatterpunk group that I'm part of on, on Facebook that it's like writers and readers and everybody's on there. And, you know, somebody puts out a new book, then like, you know, there's at least six people who they've already bought it and there's somebody going and making a TikTok video about it and, and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's really like motivating, and it, oh, for sure. it does the heart good to see that because it's like, oh, the underground really does stick together. Well, it's like you, know? you get, uh, I don't know, you get that kind of energy coming in of like like-minded people and like support yeah. group. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. And it's a win-win because those people are finding stories and people that they want to, yeah, uh, you know, be a part of and talk to and, and, read and you know whatever the connection is it's like it's it's totally a win-win for like the creative types and the people who want to uh be patrons of the creatives right you know what i mean it's just like if we were in renaissance days we just find our one patron they just pay for us to do our shit all day. yeah yeah you know i mean but so like now you just put your shit out and you just find these people that that dig your stuff and i, I don't know man I, I think it's a cool well, the whole atmosphere, the whole thing about it. Well, I've, I've also got to, in talking about this, I've also got to, uh, I got to give a shout out to the two people that, because when I got into the splatter, the splatter punk group, and I was really kind of, because Edward Lee was my, 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 my true splatter punk, um, uh, awakening. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll just see if there's any groups. And then there's, there, you know, there's a few groups and there's one in particular, you know, I, I've seen all these different, you know, uh, people all this stuff and one book 
that kept popping up. There was a bunch of the same books always popping up, and I'm like, yeah. shit. So I had to check out, you know. But one of them, uh, one of the writers was uh, Stuart Bray, um, and I kept seeing this book, Violence on the Meek. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. And I looked him up and found out that he's a Kentucky guy. And so, like, I, I messaged him. And ever since we started messaging back and forth, he's been a huge help uh, on, on giving me heads up on this, that, and the other. Um, like, a lot of heads up with yeah, some man. stuff. And what all it takes is, like, you can find that one person that got there before you. Yeah. You know, and, like, doesn't care to show you the way. Yeah. Like, that person is a valuable person. Like, you oh, know, yeah. as far as, like, navigating, you know, how to sell your shit or how to... You know, just all kinds of stuff. It's like... The I process thought, you have yeah, to go through. the whole deal, you know? Yeah. Because he even told me when I, when I first started talking to him, and I told him that I was kind of... I was like, okay, like, I'm really curious about this stuff. And he, and he even told me, he's like, man, he's like, self-publishing is the best way to go with this shit. And he said, I would not have had any clue how to do half this shit if, I, if somebody didn't help me. He's like, so like... That's I'm how it works, man. Yeah. And it's true, man, you know? And so he's he's kind of... Uh, he's kind of become kind of a mentor of mine, yeah. as, as well as become a, a really good friend of mine. Um, but, uh, which real quick, uh, violence on the meek, uh, when the mockingbird sings, uh, broken pieces of June. Um, those are just some of the books that he has that there's just a couple of books that he has out. You should, if you, if you're into the extreme and I mean the extreme, check his shit out. Um, he also has a new one coming out called the, the ballad of Harvey Heck that, um, I've already read a, a chunk of and and uh, it's not out yet, but he he's still actually working on it. But from what I've read, it's pretty pretty killer. So uh, keep a lookout for that. And I also have to give a major shout out because Stuart, there was when we were uh, you know kind of becoming friends more and talking more, or whatever, and all this. He introduced me to somebody else who's Kentucky uh, Kentucky native. Um, that's Eve Phil, who's the one that's that's been doing. Um, the proofreading and stuff for me, which I'm greatly appreciative of. Um, cause there's not too many people that would do that shit for free right now. Right. And she, you know, she totally, again, helping me and wanting to see me succeed with this as well. Um, and she has her, uh, she has a book out called dolls, which I finally got around to reading. And it's a really fun story. It's really cool. It's on godless also, um, as well as paperback on, uh, on Amazon. So you definitely should check that shit out too. Cause it's a real fun story, uh, about, Girls dressed up like waking up dressed like dolls in a fucking crazy maze of death, and it's a uh, it's a fun one. It's a good one, um, but you know th those two right there though like have really like completely motivated me and made me feel like like if I'm feeling kind of down in the dumps or whatever, like I really do think about hey you know dude's all right yeah. you're gonna be getting your books out you know all yeah, this man. stuff now I've got this godless thing and it's uh it's 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 it does my heart really good. It may, it's nice to look forward to something that it actually seems like it's going to come to fruition. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not some pipe dream. You know, it's like I'm actually going to have books out, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's taken me to being like, you know, 39 years old for me to be able to do this shit, but Hey, whatever, better late than never. Right. Most people never do it, man. That's true. That is very true. Some people talk about you know it, talk saying? about it, they never fucking do it. Most people want to talk about it and still be about it. No matter what, no matter what age, people just want to talk and talk. Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. No, the fuck you ain't, because you're talking about it. You're not doing anything. 
So it's like, I don't know, man, 40 ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's true. Like, most people will get to be 80 and wish they had done all kinds of shit. And it's just like, ah, oh, man, whatever. Don't dream it, be it. Right? Yeah, my girl's shirt the other day. She wore that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. just a shirt. Don't dream it, be it. Yeah. So yeah, isn't, man, isn't it's that true. Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, yeah it's the that's the end of it yeah. when Frederick Furter's doing his big number. Yeah, the fucking. And it's true, man. It's just like don't just spend a lot of time wishing you were doing something. Yeah. Spend that time that you're daydreaming about it and do it. Yeah. You know, it's like well, don't be wishing that you could put your work out, or don't be wishing you could write a song. Just fucking do it. Yeah. You know, it's like... That's that's the... As as much as technology fucking has taken a a lot of bullshit uh, away that I liked about the old school ways of things, um, there's a lot of pluses. It helps too, yeah. I mean, there's a lot... I mean, because you you really have no excuse. I mean, if you you want to put something out... If you're a creative person right now and you want to put anything out... Yeah. Anything... There's no reason why you you're not doing it. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we all have smartphones. I fucking photography. Yeah, I have one now, strictly to put shit out, like business related. I would still be rocking the brick phone had it not been for like I need to get stuff on the move a little a little quicker. Yeah, a little easier. I'm not always at my house on my my shitty computer where I can you know it's like I need stuff on the move and you know now it's like women's only had an up to date phone for uh, a year two years. (laughs) Yeah, like two and a half years, three yeah. years, maybe. They even sent him a message saying yeah. that they could not deal with his phone. Like, yeah, I rocked a brick phone so long, old school Nokia, and uh, I had it up until, like I said, about three years ago. And they sent me a text because I can't get, you know, can't get videos and uh, you know shit like that. So I got a text saying they wouldn't uh, you know, provide service to my phone if I didn't get an upgrade. So. I got my upgrade. And now it's old as fuck still, but it's at least a, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a smartphone. But still like, able to get, yeah, but like the yeah, point you know, is, the technology is like crucial now because I was, I was in that slump. Time. I'm like, man, why can't I get my pictures out or why don't I have, you know, more than a couple hundred followers on Instagram? You know, I've been, yeah. I've been on DeviantArt and on the internet for years. But yeah. I never really like plugged away at it. You know what I mean? Or just put stuff up whenever. And I didn't have Instagram, didn't have anything on the phone, of course. So it was just like, why don't I? Yeah. You know, it's like just because I don't like technology. Well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact that I don't technology, I don't like technology doesn't fucking matter. Like if I want stuff out, I've got to just deal with that. Oh yeah. You know, I can't live in a cave and hope that my pictures are going to sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's on me to kind of embrace the, the change of, of how to market and how to, uh, you know, put shit out. Cause I'm used to like, Promoting shows of like flyer days, you know, yeah, like, printing shit out the library or you Those know, days. you know, stuff like that. But it's just like, if we'd had this technology back then, we could have hit crazy amount of people. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's just so crazy about how many, how differently, you know, technology has changed. How you promote and how you can do, you know, you can still do art the old school way. You can use fucking eight millimeter film. You can. Write pencil and paper, but if you want to get it out, you better learn how to adapt some technology. Better not have a brick phone. Better not have a brick phone. And I'm I'm one of the last holdouts maybe on the fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that like I was I was slow to budge, very slow. 
but because I'm just not a tech guy. I don't. Other than watching movies, I don't. I don't fuck with technology. I don't go on a computer. I don't play games. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. So it was just like, but you know, I kept hitting that wall. I'm like, what? What else can I do besides just take pictures and put them up on like one or two sites? It's like there's a whole world of people that could look at your shit. Yeah. You just gotta gotta put it on there, you know. And, yep. And that's and that, that and that's and going back to to the godless thing. It's like I'm ready to get shit out, so I I making sure that all right, I'm gonna have some stories out and shit here soon. So even if my novel isn't out, isn't ready to be out yet, then you'll still have something. And then maybe well, that's it. You know, get get, get the name out a little bit. Yeah, you're already <laughs> starting to build, you know, your fan base or your whatever. My brand. Yeah, you know, nasty it, fresh. <laughs> that's. That's, that'll be on the back of all my books. It's oh, nasty man. fresh. Oh man, it, it, it's great. Yeah, I hope so. With, with little like like green slime going in between the words, it, it's it's gonna look fantastic. It's gonna look amazing. Perfect. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So, uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what the, the main things that I've got going on right now. And then the the, the writing thing is just completely, you know kind of kind of it's kind of up there it's it's way up there on some of the, the main things that that i'm really looking forward to and excited about doing and being in the mindset of wanting to keep writing and not being like oh what's the point why da, da, da. well now there's a point like there's i actually point. i actually have people that even like posting about you know coming soon you know the the coming soon thing that i posted a while for house of flesh like you know there's people on the, on the group and, and 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 just people in general that i know who have you know, said, oh, I'll definitely, you know, the cover and oh, the name, yeah, and, you know, I'm definitely going to get that shit, so. Well, everything compounds and everything builds. So it's like, the things that are happening now are happening because a year ago, I told you we should get on the ground about shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so, true. You know, for myself, and I, you know, you got me fired up about a podcast, and then mm -hmm. we just started getting it, getting shit done on all kinds of fronts. So it's like, the stuff that's happening now is from a year ago. Yeah. Basically. So a year from now, you know, you're not going to be like still wishing about that shit. You're like, well, I've got stuff on Godless for a year. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the sooner you put stuff out, the more people can find your. Yeah. I mean, the way technology is by the day. Yeah. You know. Completely. You might see, I mean, no telling how many people might find shit every day that just wouldn't have seen it. You know, it's like yeah. I've got old pictures on Deviant that get likes. That I that are, I mean, two years old. Yeah. That I don't like. There's I don't refresh them. I don't put them back up new. I don't edit, you know I don't re-edit them or anything. So it's like because I put them out, it's floating somewhere. Yeah. That somebody was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And yeah. if I hadn't put it out that one day, it might not have floated to that area of the internet at that time or whatever. So it's like as much as you can put your shit out. I mean, there's timing. You know, there's ways to market your time and what servers are. I've looked into all kinds of little weird metrics about that shit, but like, you know, the sooner you put yourself out and start promoting it, I mean, just the more you're going to get, you know? Oh, so yeah. Like, it's, it goes back to that deal. Like you're not waiting on anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You know, it's just like, well, cause if people, if it isn't spreading, well then you can see, it's like, oh, well, it's not hitting good on these websites. I can go here. Like you can see kind of what is happening. And it's yeah. like, it's almost like doing it in, it's doing it in real time. You don't just put it out to the ether and hope. Yeah. You put it out to the ether, but you can keep track of it now with all these different platforms and all these different things. Oh, yeah. You know, to some degree, you can, I don't know, it's just, um, 
don't know, so beneficial, but so different. Yeah. Than what? Yeah. Maybe we want. You know, it's like I would rather just pine away in my studio and then just have a show here and there or whatever, but that's yeah. not how it works anymore. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's another thing, the podcasting thing, man. That's, that's another, you know, video store clerks. Like, we're new things are, are happening, big things are yeah, going man. on. Um, John Cassier does our our opening now, right. the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Um, well, just meeting those dudes. And, like, if we hadn't done our podcast yeah, and you – we're getting on some different shit and stuff. We wouldn't have met those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like the, the sooner you do shit, the bigger your network gets, the tighter your network gets, you know? And so it's like, I don't know. It's all about the grind, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> totally. Uh, which is cliche, but it's fucking true too. Yeah. Man. Which, uh, which video store clerks just go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, was on Wednesday nights. Now it's on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock, Facebook, YouTube. Um, uh, but yeah, podcasting, Writing, music, you know, besides being a dad and and trying to keep my head above water, right. that's pretty much my life. That's where it's at. I'm okay with it. Um, I think that's how it has to be. Yeah. You like, know, to make stuff work, because that's what people don't realize, too, about, you know, even though it's easier to get stuff out and it's easier to do all this stuff, art demands sacrifice. Yeah. Anybody oh, out there listening that does art and they're frustrated... Just remember, art demands sacrifice. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. You got to give up time with your family, time with your friends, your own, you know, like, you don't have free time. Right. Like, free time is non-existent. The free time gets filled up with the passion, Mm -hmm. whatever you got. So, it's just like, you have to be willing to do that, too. Yep. You know, so it's not just a lot of, you know, like, yeah, I can put my stuff on 100 websites or whatever, and you're still going to have to... To sacrifice. Yeah. Because that's just the nature of what art is. Like, I think to bring art into the world, you have to sacrifice. That's just the... That's true. That's just how it is, I think. And also, you made, you, you made a good point about how there is no free time. No. And the thing is, and the truth of the matter is, there is none. Um, because it goes back to our whole thing about there is no such thing as boredom, only boring people. Yeah, man. That's another one of my isms. It's like, only bored, boring people get bored. Yep. If you are bored at your house... You are a boring person. Yeah. You heard it from me. Yep. There is no reason to be bored. Now, you can be lonely. You can be all these different things that you think is boredom. Yeah. But if you're truly bored, you are a boring person. Yeah. People think if you're depressed, you're bored. Those are different. Oh, We're talking about real boredom. You've got everything taken care of, and you're just like, oh, I'm bored sitting around my house. No, that means you're you're boring. Yeah. That's what that means. Like... Yeah, like I, looking around my room right now, I couldn't say that I'm, that I'm bored. If I'm ever saying I'm bored, no. I just smack myself on the head. Right. I got movies out the yin yang. I got books. I got writing to do. I got music stuff around. Like, there's always something that, to be done, which also goes back to this is the fact of it goes back to the sacrifice. And sometimes you got to bleed for rock and roll. And that's, yeah, man. That's, that's pretty much the fact of that. Um, small break. We come back. We will talk about Whitman's. Latest travels and what all he's got going on. And, uh, yeah, we'll dig deep into that when we come back on Graveyard Talk. Oh, 
Welcome back to Graveyard Talk, and we've been discussing uh, uh, our life in underground <laughs> indie shit, right? Yeah. Uh, we've, we've, we've cut through all, all, the, all the shit that I've got going on and things that I'm excited about and, and, and being a part of. Uh, so it would only be a, a right to make sense that it's women's turn. Hey, Women recently uh, had himself a little journey, which I was supposed to go on, but due to fucking bullshit, I wasn't able to. Whatever, <laughs> not bitter or anything. Um, but uh, but he had a pretty uh, pretty good time Saturday yeah. this past Saturday, and we're gonna turn it over to him and let him <laughs> talk about Sorry. how great that was. He's so bitter about it. No, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, this past weekend went to uh, a little place. It kept saying Knoxville, but it's not Knoxville. It's a little tiny spot right outside of Knoxville called Alcoa, Tennessee. Okay. Um, but you kind of basically drive on the other side of Knoxville, and it's just a little podunk little spot right there. So do you think they put they put Knoxville just because it's like yeah, it's close enough, and it gets more and it attention. literally is like right on the outskirts of Knoxville. Right. You know, it's like I mean, this makes no reference, but like where from we live, if you go to Camargo, like that would be how close. Oh, okay. All right. You know what I mean? So it. Technically is, I guess, but it just, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, got lost in a airport parking lot, basically. But the trip down was awesome, and it was uh, beautiful weather. But it was a, uh, so it was the Bride of Frankencon is what I went to, and it was the second. That's why, hence the Bride yeah. uh, part of it. And um, so it was a small, it was, um, so I talked about the Evansville show that I went to. And it was roughly probably the same size. It was like uh, one of the convention rooms in a in this hotel, and then they had another um, all the ballrooms uh, kind of reserved for movie watches and VIPs and uh, uh, like panels. And, you know, yeah. Everybody that's been to a convention knows how that's kind of kind of rolls. So yeah, um, pretty small um, for anybody around where we live or anywhere close uh, or has heard of Scarefest. It was smaller than Scarefest, but it was bigger, uh, you know, than the Shockathon we went to. About the same size as maybe Evansville, you know. Okay. I mean, Shockathon was so small that it was like, I mean, the size of your house, you know. So it was, it, 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 no, well, actually smaller than your house. I was going to say, <laughs> come on now, my it's house like, isn't that small. No, I was like, but... You know, two rooms of your house is basically how big Shockathon was. Yeah. But, uh, so this was a little bigger than that. And there was probably, I showed up kind of late uh, Saturday afternoon. And there was still, I would say, probably 50 people kind of wandering around, not counting the people that were in uh, or going to the, the screenings. And, you know, probably 50, 60 people that were just still uh, at the booths, at the vendors, uh, you know. And there was probably, uh, the vendor space I thought would be a little bigger, really, from like just what I saw on the internet or whatever. I just thought there would be, thought there would be more vendors. I don't. It wasn't that it was bad because I could I could really talk to people and like really get, you know. Uh, but I just thought there would be more of a vendor space there, and there just wasn't. So that was a maybe a little disappointing. But I wasn't there to really buy a bunch of shit anyway, so right, it yeah. didn't matter. But like, you know, I just thought there was more uh, set up to it. But again, I was there late. So some people had already maybe packed up and, uh, cause it was only two days. It didn't go the full weekend. So it was just Friday and Saturday. And, um, you said, you said Saturday, like it technically ended at six. Yeah. That's what was weird. So like, um, 
I got there and, you know, the dude was just like, well, we only have like an hour and a half left for the convention. You know, he was like, I guess didn't want me to spend my 30 bucks yeah. and then just like get, you know, hose or whatever. And I was pretty much just there to see Jessa and just see what, who all, what all connections I can make or whatever. So, um, but so, uh, I was there to see Jessa Flux. She's kind of a friend of mine now. We've talked to a bunch of different conventions and whatnot, but, uh, so one of her movies was playing at 10 and it was a general admission, right? So I kind of, Debbie does demons. Yeah. Debbie does demons. So I was going to get to it. But, uh, so <laughs> I'm at the, the ticket booth at the very, you know, start of the show and the guy says there's, that there's not a general admission 10 o'clock movie. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I drove from Kentucky. Like get on your radio. Yeah. You know, I was like, and the, the girl I'm here to see is like back there. Like, I know she's here. So like, and your website says it's a general admission. So like, get on your radio. Yeah. <laughs> and so before I pay my ticket, I made the dude get on his radio and like call somebody and just like, you know, whatever. Oh, and yeah. so he was like, you know, cause I could hear, I was right in front of him and he asked his, uh, his boss or whoever, he was like, is there a general admission at 10 o'clock? And he was just like, yeah, it's Debbie does demons. I was like, all right, that's it. Like, so, <laughs> but it made it weird because the convention ended at six. Right. And so then, I mean, I just had like four hours to kill actually three. Yeah. Take, you know? Yeah. So I just like went out in my car and just like hung out and got some food and like got to the bar in the hotel and just like piddled around forever. But you know, anyway, there, the movie was there, but it was just like, there was some organizational issues maybe. That yeah. just could have been uh, tightened up a little bit, but uh, was an awesome convention. Everybody was really cool. Um, you didn't have that bookmark with you, dude. Yeah. So out of the uh, when I went to the vendor area, uh, the very first dude in that I uh, kind of ran to that I kind of took a liking to, his name is John Wayne. What? I can't even read his last. Well, he goes by John Wayne is dead. Yeah. So look him up with that stuff. That's where all his, uh, like his podcast, his Patreon stuff is John Wayne is dead. Um, but this guy was super cool. He had, um, and was really talkative. And so I went there, you know, trying to make some connections for us and like, just talk to people, you know, Chuck's trying to get his book out. And so I was just trying to, I mean, pick everybody's brains and just kind of, you know, and so he was super talkative, super helpful. And he had a bunch of his books out and, you know, I was telling him about Chuck and, uh, you know, that we had a podcast and that my buddy's trying to get his books out. And so he just, I mean, started spilling it out, you know, was super talkative. He was just like self-publishing is the way to go. He's like, that's what I've done, you know, but he plays music and does some other things. So like he tries to funnel all his to one site. Yeah. Uh, but he mentioned Godless as like a good um, way to get yourself out. And so he was super, super helpful. And just like, we talked for probably 20, 30 minutes just about books and like how to get your art out. And just kind of the same stuff we had, we were just talking about on this podcast, like yeah, the grind and how to just, you know, put stuff out. And so, uh, I ended up buying one of his books. I made, made my rounds. And then, um, so I told him I was here pretty much to just buy some of Jess's stuff and, and bounce, but I'm going to come back and get one of his books, you know? So, you know, I made his rounds, came back and got a book. Um, he had five of them on display there. I don't know if he has more than that. Um, 
but I bought the Mage of the Hellmouth. Hell Mage yeah. of the Hellmouth, yeah. And uh, he explained it <laughs> that it had some D and D elements. Because when I came back, I was like, you know, just give me a, a quick synopsis, you know, and I'll, I'll buy one of these books. And the very first one talked about a guy uh, finding like a role playing game, and it was very D and D ish. And so I was like, I'll take that one. And he was just like, for, I'll, and I'll tell you about the rest of these, you know, like whatever. And I was like, nope, that's about D and D. It hits really close to home. <laughs> it's like super, you know. So he was. I mean, he was stoked I bought his book, but he was uh, just really helpful. He said that he would be on this podcast. He said for us to get a hold of him, that we could be on his. Like, he was just really about, and he's from Vegas. I don't know, uh, other than music and writing these books, I don't know what he does if he if he's he also a podcast. Um, yeah. But, and, and real quick, his name, I think it's Communal, maybe? Communal? <laughs> Communal? Communal? It's C-O-M-U-N-A-L-E. No disrespect, sometimes we don't know how to pronounce some things. But yeah, he's author, musician, uh, podcaster. Um, he was a really cool dude, man. He was like really genuine about just opened up completely about kind of the, at least his kind of journey in the industry, like how to get this stuff going. And so that I kind of took that to, yeah. to heart. And that was the very first thing that happened, you know, when we went to the show and then, you know, kind of made my rounds and then Jessica was set up in the back. So I just pretty much spent the rest of my money and the time. Uh, you know, at Jess's table and just talking to her and uh, she shared a booth with Donald Farmer, which he's kind of a, a, like a B-movie legend. He has a ton of, of movies out. Um, he gave Jessa her start in Cannibal Hookers. Uh, he's the reason why they had that shock-a-thon down in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. it was, he's just like a, kind of like a B-movie legend around, you know, and um, so they were sharing a table. So I just basically got to hang out and talk with them until the festival kind of ended. And... Um, you know, took a break and then we came back for her movie. Uh, but in the meantime, before her movie, this was just kind of a funny little side note. <clears throat> I was in the hallway just waiting and kind of ran into the guy. Uh, sorry, I forgot your name right now, but, uh, Oh, the guy yeah. That runs. yeah. Anyway, he was one of the three guys who, who put on FrankenCon. Like I just thought he was kind of a VIP or something. He had his credentials around his neck and, he just came right up to me and just was chatting me up, you know, asked me if I had a good time. And I just thought he was just overly friendly, but he was kind of just seeing if I liked the festival, you know, or like the convention. And so we got to talking and just, um, I don't know. He was really open about stuff too. Cause I, I didn't have anything to record him. Um, but we'll definitely give him a shout out on Frank, you know, for Frank and Con. I'll, I'll get his, uh, his platforms or whatever he's on to and put him on there. But he was just really open about, like how the festival went and how, how things were going. And just like, it was cool to kind of see, to hear the inside of it. Oh yeah. You know, cause back in the day, like I used to promote music shows. And so it's like, I get how, and now just trying to get people organized for a photo shoots a nightmare. So like getting, <laughs> getting more than like four or five people organized, it seems almost impossible. Yeah. Nowadays, you yeah. know, and for like, I mean, this was, you know, I don't know how many people we had as far as talent go. I mean, you know, as actors and different people for photo ops. So you have all those people and then you have a hundred vendors or 50 vendors, you know, with the, their plus ones and all that stuff. So you have, I mean, maybe 200 people that you're trying to organize and map out and just put them places. And, and you, the people that are trying to help you and you have volunteers and just, I mean, a complete nightmare yeah. of organizational logistics, you know, but he was, he was pretty happy about things. It seemed like, but, um, 
just tired, basically, yeah. you know, happy and tired after a, a festival, you know, but, um, was really stoked. And so we got to talking, you know, and, and, uh, sleepaway camp came on, was in the same room, uh, right before Jess's movie. And so it was locked for VIPs or whatever. And I'm just sitting there and he, he used to ask me if I wanted to go in to the VIP section. And I thought, I mean, straight up, I didn't, I didn't have any credentials or nothing. I was like, well, I didn't buy, you know, I just have a general mission ticket. He's like, just go on in, man. You know, he's like, yeah. I, I'll, I'm, I run this. He's like, nobody will give you grief. So, I went in. I got to see the last half of um, Sleepaway Camp um, with Felissa Rose, and I can't remember. There's a couple other people in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but they were all in the panel up front, and so I got to see the last half with her commentating yeah. during the movie, and then like talk to her a little bit afterwards it was super cool. And then Jessa came right in after that. And so um, got to talk to her again, hang out a little bit with her and, and Donald and watch her movie. So it was just a, you know, pretty wild day. And uh, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of some other like, like super weird highlights or anything like that. But just everybody was super cool. And it was very like family oriented, you know, like not family oriented per se, but like a family feel. Yeah. You know, it was just like small, but big enough where everybody was making money and doing some stuff. And, uh, I don't know. It was a good time. It was a, I wish I would have gotten there earlier. Maybe to see another one of the panels, you know, or like, uh, the sleepaway camp would have been cool to see though too. That's cool. You get to check. It was cool. It was probably only the last, like maybe 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like, or maybe last half even it was, you know, not the full movie, but um, got to see a few good kills and then her crazy mouth at the, you know, everybody's seen sleepaway camp knows, uh, knows seen... that scene of her, uh, you know, making that crazy face, uh, with her head on a man's body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic. So, Classic. uh, won't give those spoilers away if you haven't seen that. The movie's been out since the fucking eighties. Uh, but when that happened, I mean, there was probably about 50 of us. Uh, watching yeah. this movie and of course when that scene happened everybody just cheered and laughed and I mean it was it was a funny experience uh, you know because I've never sit on a on a panel like that where they're commentating on their own movie yeah like I've seen panels that they talk about their movie but not while it's going yeah 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 that's you know? she did that so she would she would talk about like you know something would happen in a scene it's like oh well I, there was kids throwing dirt on me on this scene and like you know, just weird, just offhand little comments and stuff that you wouldn't ever know. Yeah. Unless, which which know. is actually really cool because, I mean, like, you've seen, because people have been, that, that most of the time, people that, that go to cons have seen movies like Sleepaway Camp. Oh, yeah. Like, a shit ton. Yeah, yeah. And so, to actually have her up there, like, kind of doing it, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. I can do that. Like, that's, that's like hanging out with somebody and it's a movie you've seen a thousand times. Like, yeah, we do, man. And you, we, you it know, was, it, I mean, I didn't know anybody there. You know, I, I went by myself and I don't, you know, but everybody there was like in the same mode. Yeah. You know, everybody was having a good time. There was a couple, everybody had some drinks and it's just like, she had some drinks. Everybody was just joking and laughing and like, you know, the, they were taking questions during the movie, but it was just like, an on, like the movie just played. Yeah. And if people had questions, you talked and she would talk over the movie and it was just like a, just like a real interactive, strange I don't know. It was really cool. But, um, and when Jessica got out there, they didn't even have a panel. 
They didn't even fuck with it because it was a late night movie and there was probably like uh, maybe like 15 of us yeah. or something left, you know? And so Jess and Donald just sat in front of me and then they just, you know, she was like, I'm the demon. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and just like sit down, you know? <laughs> so it was a little bit different. We just watched the movie with them on the second one. But um, for Sleepaway Camp, they were like up on the stage with a panel. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of looking at the crowd, but. Not gonna talk about the game you played. Oh, on, <laughs> on Jess's movie, yeah. So uh, when she got in there, um, and they had a like a little like kind of rolling bar at the very back, and so they were closing the bar, so everybody was kind of getting their drinks and like loading up a couple extras for the last movie or whatever. So I had two glasses of wine, and um, <laughs> so that was actually this was Donald's uh, idea. But he just wouldn't <laughs> yell it loud enough for everybody to hear. Yeah. So uh, the game was if you if uh, Jess uh, kissed a human, you took one sip. If she kissed a demon, you took two sips. And if uh, you saw her titties, you had to drink something. It didn't matter <laughs> if it was alcoholic, but you had to drink something. And so that was the game everybody played the last, uh, you know. Nice. And we all drank our shit pretty quick. And, uh, you know, it didn't last long. <laughs> but um, the movie was awesome. And uh, her movie is actually, that movie was actually good too. Like it was, uh, it's fun. It's it's hokey like B-movie stuff. But, I mean, there's just like titties and stuff in it. But like, it's a crazy like demon possession movie, you know? Yeah. And just like, I don't know, it's B-movie stuff. But it was like, it's entertaining. It's awesome. And uh, to kind of sit with the director and the, the main, you know, actress was pretty cool and just, I don't know, seeing both of them, they take their self, like, they know exactly where they are. Yeah. You know, even though Donald's, like, made all these movies and stuff, he realized, like, he doesn't have, like, you know, like, big movies or whatever, but he's famous enough where, like, this is just what he does. Yeah. You know, but he's, like, super grounded and just talks to people and, you know, same with Jessa. Jessa's, like, this super hot, you know, scream queen chick and, like, Super down to earth and just I don't know. Just go check fun. out go check out the trailer for Murder Size. <clears throat> she's the blonde. Yeah, she's just uh, and the, she just the, got put in uh, Crack Coon. Yeah, and that's getting some hype on the interwebs. A it is. Bit. It is a lot um, actually. So you see her a couple clips in that. Uh, she's in Murder Size, WS Demons, um, Cannibal Hookers. <laughs> I don't know. She's in about, she's been, I think, in like 10 or so movies now. So, um, and the best thing, we finally got together on a shoot. So, I've got her booked for next month. She's coming down to my place and we're going to try to do some uh, some cool shoots. So, that's the, the biggest stuff going on right now. And that's, I don't know. We've been talking, like I said, I kept met, meeting Jess. I met her, met her at Scarefest about a year ago and then just have seen her at these cons and we've been talking on Facebook and whatnot to try to get a shoot together. I just think she's awesome. So I wanted to work with her and, uh, didn't know if her budget, if she would be out of my budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, I mean, she's, you know, in B movie and stuff, but she's still an actress. She still get getting paid. Like I didn't know if I could oh, yeah. really afford to, or if she'd want to work with me or whatever. And so, um, we just kind of hit it off at, uh, at that shockathon really. And then just kind of met back up at Evansville and have talked since and then met back up, you know. And so um, we've been talking about doing some shoots and I didn't really know how to how to book a real model. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, like other than like, because I've just had my friends and like I'm grateful to them. 
you know, but like, you know, Jupiter is, has been my main model forever. And like my friend Carrie, a couple, you know, if you've seen any of my stuff, those are all my friends that I know. Yeah. So I pay them for their work, but it's just like, I can call them on the phone. I can yeah. just go to their house and be like, Hey, if you want to do a shoot next week, here's like 50 bucks or whatever, you know? And so it's like, I always try to pay my models, but they've always been my friends. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, it's like, uh, the budget was a little lower than what maybe, you know, but so Jessica gave me a good price and she said that, you know, she cut me a little deal. And, um, so yeah, in a month from now, she's coming down on the 10th of July. So I don't know when this will get put out, but that's when she's coming down. And so, uh, we don't really know what we're doing yet. We're still talking back and forth about like what to do. Um, but we're going to get something done in a, next month and. Well, as you, you've you've kind of explained to me, and I've I've seen like on her Instagram and Facebook and all this shit, whatever. That she's 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 got the same mindset as 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 us. Oh yeah. When man. it comes down to just grind, 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 do this shit. I mean, she's she's about her craft, man. It was like at least what we we've talked. You know, it's like when she went to to um, Austin to shoot. I mean, she took um, an improv class and an acting class while she's doing a shoot. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like while you're doing a movie to to take more classes and to like, just to get better your craft or to do this or to promote this or like, I don't know. I think that's why I, like I was kind of drawn to her other than, I mean, she's a super cute girl, but like, I don't know. I felt that energy of just like, she's on the grind. Like she's trying yeah. to do something, you know, and just like, fuck man, if I can help her do something, it seemed, I don't know. It was like the same energy. Like we hit it off pretty good as far as like business sense, you know? It's like he help you to help me to help you. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. it's just like well, because the shoot we do, like she's gonna be able to put it on her OnlyFans and her Instagrams and all that stuff, you know, and to promote. I mean, as much as we can with her stuff, it's like I don't know. It's mutually beneficial, and um, I don't know. I think, and I think I don't know. I'm speaking for Jess right now, but I think she saw that when we talked. I would say so. Yeah. You know, it's just like I'm not. I don't know. It's just like, she's not just some hot girl. It's not like I'm just, I don't know. It's like a business. Uh, she, I'm not trying to like get with her. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the thing. I think she knew I wasn't like. One of these guys that is just like. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, well, I think she's beautiful, but yeah, like. She's gorgeous. That's, that's secondary. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I mean? So it's like, and I think she kind of recognized that. I wasn't just trying to like skis on her and shit. So it's like, we've got kind of a, a pretty good uh, buddy system going on right now. So oh, yeah, um, hopefully. Well, I know these pictures will turn out good if we can just get it, uh, the weather cooperates and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, that's a, that was kind of how my festival wrapped up. Well, it's like we booked a show or, you know, booked a shoot and, um, I bought some of her pictures and whatnot. I bought a new movie. So we're going to be doing a, uh, Deadly Dealings. Oh, that's, that's right. That's the one I got. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll be reviewing that pretty soon. Um, trying to think of what else maybe happened at the at that con but that's and i was floating on you know yeah. after that because we've been talking for like i said i met her what like september or october whenever uh, scarefest is and just kind of been talking ever since yeah so it was just like well, i gotta shoot there's a professional model like mm-hmm. this next level up of stuff but now the pressure i'm just like feeling to to like get this shoot lined out really well you know it's like because before again it's my friend so if i fuck up they're used to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. or if I'm nervous or whatever, fuck, they're just kind of used to me. But this, I got to get my, you know, I'm going to be my most professional self and try to, uh, you know, just get the best shots I can out of this. But, 
yeah, I guess that's pretty much the, the festival. I don't know. It was pretty small, but, and you weren't with me. So I just kind of, I was there to pretty much talk to Jessa and just see, and then that's, that was pretty much it. So I don't even remember a lot of the other names and like, I didn't, I talked to a lot of people, but they weren't, I mean, they were just selling their wares and stuff. It wasn't, you know, Yeah. Uh, but there was all kinds of cool shit there as far as, uh, there was a good guest too. That was, that was another thing is, is like, the, you know, if you're a fan of the basket case movies, uh, uh, there was like one or two people from there, like from that there, uh, of course, Felissa Rose was there. Yep. Uh, CJ Graham was there, yep. uh, which he, Jason lives. Um, Tom, Matt, Matthews, Matt, whatever his fucking name is. The guy played, uh, Tommy and Jason lives. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and there, there was, there was a, there was a bunch of people there. Yeah. Um, it was a good con, man. It was, uh, like I said, it was kind of low key, but it was still really like, I don't know, really fun. And everybody there seemed to be having a good time. And like, I don't know. It was, I would definitely go back. Um, may end up working security for the guy. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That was just a weird little side note. They were just, you know, before, uh, I went in the VIP and, and Jess's movie and stuff when I was talking to the old dude and uh, pretty much just volunteered for a uh, pizza money uh, next year if they need it. So yeah, maybe we work in uh, security actually in October. So, cause they try to have two. Mm -hmm. They're going to try to have two a year. They try to have one like in the summer and then an actual like kind of fall Halloween kind yeah. of festival. Makes um, sense. So yeah, maybe doing that offhandedly. I don't know. Be kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my goal is just to travel around and, to some of these smaller cons and just kind of keep, uh, I don't know, eventually when we have more stuff to put out, actually being in them, yeah, you know, getting our own table and I'll either be selling my pictures or, you know, you with your book or, or you know, whatever we've got. So I'd kind of like to get, you know, the feel of a lot of these kind of smaller cons to where maybe in the next year or so, that's what we're doing. Fuck yeah. You know, yeah, man. and um, so that's how I go into it. You know, I try to make connections and try to see how things are set up and, you know, just kind of take in the whole thing, not just fanboy out, you know, or, or whatever about the horror stuff. I try to take in the whole aspect of it. Cause I'm like, well, if, if I keep, you know, cause I've thought about printing my pictures out and trying to sell them, you know, but Scarefest has went too high to really worry. You know, it's like, I yeah. can't afford a $200 booth when I'm selling $10 pictures, yeah. you know, and just like, and nobody knows who I am really or whatever, but some of these smaller conventions, you can actually, Make a little money. Again, it's about sacrifice. So you're going to travel and you're, you know, you're not going to make a ton, but it's like, this is where you get your fan base. Yeah. Like your grassroots, you know, stuff. It's like if, if I hadn't met Jessa and got to like really connect with her at <coughs> the Shockathon, I may not have even tried to get to know her or try to book, book her or bought any, I don't know. It's just like the, I, the smaller cons really, you make the connections there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know? yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just there was a, a feel of just like camaraderie and kind of like we're all in this kind of together type of shit. And um, I don't know. I like that feel. And that's just kind of how I've always operated too. Yeah. You know, from like starting my business, you know, all the way back to whatever. I mean, starting the music venue, starting the thrift store, starting whatever. It's all about like connections and who... Um, who likes your shit and finding those people and like kind of making a tribe out of it, you know? And I don't know. It just felt good. 
we got some shit done and I got some stuff booked and I spent way too much money, but you know, whatever. It is work. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, hopefully, like I said, we'll, I got a shoot book now and, um, yeah. Well, that's pretty much it, I guess. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Things, things going great over here. Yeah, at least with, uh, I don't have hardly anything else planned. Yeah. I'm just, like, she's coming down in a month, so I'm really just focusing on that and, yeah. We'll have an update on that in a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. So she'll come down. We'll shoot. She's coming down for the full day, maybe the weekend or two days. Um, and it'll take me a minute to get edited like it does, but they'll be up this summer. So. Oh, yeah. She thinks we can probably get about three different changes, like outfits. So I'm hoping I'll have at least maybe three, maybe four different sets. Yeah. Uh, Jessa picks coming out, so. Sweet. Yeah, a bunch of good stuff. Keep them with the grind over here, Graveyard Talk. Right. That's what we do. Keep it going, keep it moving. Who will survive and what will be left to them? And as you've already heard, all the stuff of what we've got going on and where you can find all our stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there isn't really. Facebooks. Yeah, Facebook. And, and you know, uh, just look the shit up. You you know you know how to do it, but on that note, is there any final any final thoughts final words? You know, I'll just hit her. Uh, you didn't even list them, but your bastard sons and well yeah uh, you know I mean so you can check all this stuff out on our stuff, Whitman Photography and Whitman on everywhere else. So yeah, bastard sons are a Judas goat, nasty nation, graveyard talk, graveyard talk, video store clerks. Uh, Jessa does it all. Just check out Jessa's there stuff. There you go, Jessa. Godless, check out Godless. Yeah, we'll give a, you know, if you want uh, her pictures or see the movie she's in. And on um, internet-wise, she goes by Jessa Flux. So check her out. Fuck yeah. Well, later.
be 